Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Tapped Out Wrestling Podcast. I'm, of course, Nick McDaniel, and as always, I am joined by the Mud of Iron. Greetings. Welcome to our show. That's an interesting show this today. We might even argue about some of these things. Right? Uh, I would probably say that is the case. And the, yes. here's the thing. This is, you know, we've always said the show is about just more about generating conversation than anything. We're not telling you like this is right, this is wrong, this is how it should be done. It's always a matter of like this is things that we think. Yes. And you know, well, well it all started uh, two people sitting in a basement talking about wrestling, and now it's evolved into six years later. Two people sitting in a basement, different basements, talking about wrestling with everyone else. Right. So, and, you know, and look, and recording it, you know, and so it can all be seen, right? Um, And where can you find it? Well, you know, we've been telling you for a while now. We made the big announcement over on YouTube on our channel. There you can see the link. But if you go to YouTube and just search Wrestling Podcast, you'll find us. Uh, That is our new home of all things. The memberships are there. Uh, we've moved over from Patreon uh, at the end of this month. This is the last month of the Patreon, so I, I've sent that out. I just want to make sure everybody's clear. Uh, it's super simple, man. Just go over to YouTube, you know, dot com, and there you can see backslash c backslash tapped out wrestling podcast. That's the direct you know URL that you could go to. Uh, but you can also, like I said, just go to YouTube and search tapped out wrestling podcast, um, and you can find it there. I mean, and like I said, the right beside subscribe because we always tell you. At minimum, subscribe, share, turn on your notifications, all that good stuff so you don't miss any of the content as we drop it. But right beside that to the left, there's a join button now. If you click that, you can become a member, kind of like we had back in the Patreon days, but now it'll just be straight on YouTube, so everything's going to be kind of funneled into one place right there on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be able to join, and there's different tiers. You get some different things, uh, different accesses, and you know, kind of cool stuff or whatever. Uh, and we appreciate it, by the way. Anybody that you know yes, spends their money and supports us, look, it helps us keep this thing going. Uh, and like I said, it just helps generating conversation because that is ultimately what we want. We're not here to tell you what's right and wrong, right? We're just here to tell you, hey, let's talk about it. And that's why we always say you can always social media, tapped out pod, tapped out pod at gmail.com. You can send us in, share your thoughts, and you know, kind of back and forth. Uh, and we do our best uh, to, you know, kind of kind of interact, especially on social media, back and forth with people, uh, just in those conversations. It gets tough at times when we're working. I mean, you look at oh, yeah. it. Well, God, so much crazy stuff happened last week, and I was at work, and I'm, like, getting the stuff, and I'm getting people texting me, and it's like, ah, i got to work. I hate this. Yeah. But I love this. I love, I just, I, I keeping up with with wrestling is fun. Keeping up with independent wrestling is fun. This gives me a hobby and something to do, and I appreciate everybody supporting it. And you can also support us on Pro Wrestling Tees, where I purchased this lovely Steel City Brawler t-shirt. Yes, that's Tees, like yeah, mine. Gets, yeah, exactly. Pro Wrestling Tees is a wonderful place. Absolutely. Tapped out merchandise there, everything we have. Amongst and, other stuff, and we'll actually talk about it a little bit later because it's going to come up. T-shirt yes. sales are going to come up in a conversation. <laughs> uh, there's so much to con- you know to have this w- conversations to be had this week that essentially there is no TV talk segment, quote unquote. Uh, yes. We're going to jump straight into the meat of things, um, yes. and uh, let's go ahead and do that. It's so we're going to tackle the first, and it's the most recent of all the things. To be honest with you, uh, we're going to discuss the whole Sasha and Naomi walkout um, that supposedly you know whatever happened uh, you know during during raw being the key 
part of the whole thing that it was during Monday Night Raw that it's. And we to are recording this on Tuesday. Correct. So our news is the freshest news we have now. Uh, I checked to see. Speaking of T-shirts, they still have their T-shirts on the WWE website. So this is weird. Did we break kayfabe? Did the WWE formally break kayfabe with an announcement on their own website that's being reported everywhere? That Raw is a scripted live television show. So I just happened to catch this morning. I was doing the post office run. Uh, and I was listening to, you know, Busted Open, and I, there was a conversation that was happening on there. And, you know, it's funny. Dave LaGreca says, oh, it's absolute, it's an absolute, you know, shoot situation, real-life situation. Bully says the same. Road Dog completely says it's an angle. Like, if there's too much in his phrase. There was too much in the statement release. Like, you know, for them to go out of their way to address the fact that they had to change the main event... He's like, how many times have you watched Raw and the advertised main event on Raw doesn't happen? It ends up becoming something else. Yeah, they, they don't even address it. Something else. But why are they addressing the two of them? Why are they acknowledging this happened? By the way, Myron, did you notice it was character names used, not their real names? Oh. Oh. Because they didn't say Mercedes Martinez, whatever her real, I can't remember her real name is. Um, but Sasha Banks, it was Sasha Banks and Naomi and not their real names left. And those were things that, and it look as minor, minute as it might be, those were the little thing that made Road Dog go, I think this is an angle. Bully's reaction to that was, it's too intricate of an angle that they don't believe that WWE puts that kind of thought in the energy. <laughs> and, and not in a negative way. His whole thing was not in a negative way. WWE paints in broad strokes. Because they're after the broad audience, the casual audience. Mm-hmm. The casual audience, they, this is way too inside baseball of an, of an angle. So the, 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 the casual audience does not read the Pro Wrestling Torch. No. The casual audience does not read Dave Meltzer. Okay. The casual fan doesn't even go to WWE.com to see that statement. But you probably follow WWE on social media. Do where you really? Reposted. Do you really? I don't know, Nick. I've never been a casual fan. That's the ultimate question is being a casual fan, do you really? I know we all are like, oh, well, if it, I, I beg the difference. How many how many indie, indie wrestlers, independent wrestlers, follow WWE's main, you know, Twitter or their social media? Do they follow wrestlers that they like? I would say probably so. So the question is of casual fans, how many people actually follow you know what I'm saying? Anyway, maybe maybe this is, I'm this a... is this is such an intricate thing, Nick, because I I've believed it's a work. And that's my judgment on it so far. It's a work. Too much has been done, but I gotta bully does he's he's right. He's it's too intricate. It uh, it's layers upon layers of a conversation. So as you know, whether you think it's something, it's a story, it's a script. Because, like, why did they mention openly that it's a script in their statement and this, that, you know, all of those things. They use the word belts in the statement. They left their tag team belts on the desk yeah. and left with their suitcases. Like, to say John Laurinaitis' desk, like, that is so inside baseball. Like, most people don't even know that he's 
like head of talent relations or whatever the hell his title is now. So, ah. so let's let's so we're gonna have a conversation about it, but we have to start with this first. Okay, we're gonna go with it that it's all like real life. Like this is okay. not a storyline. Okay. This okay. is not a script. So from this okay. point going forward, the conversation is that. Uh, and it, it's just to kind of generate conversation. This is not the first time we've had a similar conversation to this. And always my take on it is not the most popular. And it is my take. Um, you have a contract with WWE. In that contract, like, I, I, I was not aware of this. Bully Ray went out of his way to actually say, like, paragraph 14 or, you know, whatever, section for whatever. He rattled off in the contract where it specifically says plans change, creative can change, and things will change. And you you still took that contract, you signed it, had it notarized and dated it, and gave it back to them. So, therefore, you have a written contract that you signed knowing these things can happen. Well, I would think anybody participating in wrestling would know these things can happen. I mean, we ran one show, and how many times was that rebooked? How many matches changed? Dude, we had to change a match the day of. Exactly. So, but here's the thing, though. We, I think that maybe is not the greatest example, only from the sense of, here's the thing, by the way, creative changed. So, what we're going with here, it's, it's kind of, again, this is the layers of it is. The direction they wanted to go, apparently, was they wanted the six-pack challenge. Naomi was going to go over. Now, I look, I don't know the whole, like, was she going to pin uh, Was she going to pin Sasha? Was she going to pin Nikki? Okay, all of these are things that, like, it's hearsay, so it's tough to say. Let's, no matter what, let's just say, all supposedly going to lead to the fact that Naomi was going to end up winning this match and was going to face Bianca. Sasha uh-huh. was going to go on, and she was going to have a little feud, whether long, short, I don't know, with Ronda uh, for the SmackDown title. So the two women that he, who are not happy here were not happy because they felt they were promised that this, these tag titles were going to be pushed, promoted, shoved to the top, whatever. Focus, you know, um, they're not happy with the fact that they're both about to get thrown into individual, you know, the on top, the main titles. Now, listen. I get it. Um, it. Would they be the, the the central focus like a Charlotte Ronda or whatever? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but the point being is, let's be honest with you, Myron. The women's tag titles, I, I understand their thought process was probably we were going to make these titles relevant. Really, were you? I mean, in the long term, those tag belts, what did you say about those titles? Well, there's no, there's, there's no women's tag teams. Right. Is there an established women's tag team uh, after the Iconics left or were released? Uh, are they women who only wrestle as tag teams? Th- they're hodgepodge. It's a hodgepodge division where they were, they, they wanted to elevate a division, which I get that. Okay. But all of a sudden, you're going to go work the champions while ca- you carry your tag belts. And you don't defend them until Money in the Bank um, two months later. By the way, I had a thought, and this is a creative thought, which I don't get often, so I actually... Who's to say along the way on one of the two shows, how about this? Main event of SmackDown. Bianca Belair 
and Ronda Rousey challenge Sasha and uh, Naomi for the tag team titles. Bingo. And then you have, anytime these kind of things happen, you, 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 if you're building a tag team story, you have individual matches. Right. Okay? And that would justify putting together them in a tag. I don't get it. It seems childish and petulant to me. Um, I'm not the creative type. I'm not, I'm not in the creative business. I'm not an actor. Um, I don't get a lot of the ego that, and I'm sure it's justified a lot of times, but. Hmm. So there's that, like what was not to be happy about the creative now? That's just it. That's just my opinion. That doesn't, I'm not saying their stance is it because they were passionate about the direction they wanted to go. And that I understand. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying you from mine, I don't see anything wrong with if they were going this other direction with them facing the champions, even temporarily, I'm okay with it. I would be okay with that, but that's just me. The second part of this too, and like I said, there's going to be multiple layers, guys. The second part about, you know, we talked about the the clause in the contract Mm -hmm. about creative can change and things like that. It's Vince's company. And you know that when you sign this deal, like, you know, there's going to be times when his cha- his mind changes. That do I believe what they were told when they were given those tag team championships was the direction they were going? Yes, but did they change their mind? Obviously. But what do you do? I mean, you know, it's it's funny. It was a bully made the comment of you almost have to be driftwood in the ocean of the WWE. Because the direction of the fl- the current will change. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I, look at Dolph Ziggler. He has a million dollar contract to do what? He teams with Bobby Roode. Right. And whatever they tell him to do, it, he does it. And it, it always goes that way. I mean, think about it. He was in the tag team scene with Bobby Roode. They were champions for a minute, then they weren't. Then he was the singles, and they were losing. They were or they were in teams, and they were losing. The next thing you know, he's the NXT champion, feuding with Braun Breaker. Then he's back on, you know, back on the main roster again. Yeah. Like, but here's the thing: you can walk at any point. That's really your option, right? Is to walk out, which is what they did. Okay. By definition, that is unprofessional. It's just my opinion. Do I think they were wrong? There's a huge difference between unprofessional and wrong. Yeah. If yeah, they okay. if they in their at the core of their being honestly believed and felt the way that they did and they walked, I understand. But to walk out in the middle of raw, I think was unprofessional. You get through raw and you then you deal with it or you get you know at whatever point. Um you know, some people would argue you get through your contract and then you can leave if you're not happy with the way the direction this company is. Um, but listen, I understand the contract debate. How many times have we had this contract debate? Well, the WWE can just tear up the contracts anytime they want to, right? And you're without a contract. The, yeah. the, the, the wrestler, what do they do? They, they bitch and complain. They get sent home. Well, here's the thing. You can get sent home and still draw a paycheck, my concern is, do, did they breach their contract? And that was a concern Bully brought up. If you breached your contract, you can get sent home without pay. That's a whole other set of ramifications that people really need to keep in mind, right? With a non-compete. 
with a non well they just sit you home and just say like hey you breached the contract we're gonna milk you for as long as we can and not pay you even if they choose to like you are just an absolute miserable pain in the ass by the way these two are not that I, that's, I'm not saying that's what they there that's that's that I'm just saying if you were they could still send you home pay you your downside guarantee just to keep you and that's the danger you walk on with you know when this whole thing happens um look we talk about you know oh they're independent contractors there's this there's that NFL players contracts get torn up all the time players just get released they have salary caps to concern themselves with and stuff like that but you know what if, like when we talked about the whole AJ's thing right with his contract my take is this. If you don't have it written in a contract what the plans are for you, there are none. It goes back to that clause. We, we've we addressed it multiple times at this point. Yeah. Because, they, I mean, they have to ride around people like AJ, people who have the, the, the planning in writing. If you don't have it, your schedule is subject to change based on what they have to achieve with these other people. So I don't like it. Okay, I don't like this at all. But that right now, that's the biggest place to work there is. You've got the NFL, and you got your XFL now, USFL with AEW. That's a startup, not an insult. It's a startup. You got Freddie Prince going to come in with a union job, maybe, uh, maybe, <laughs> and that's going to change every or not. Okay, it's you have. You, you work for Vince if you're going to make it big right now, okay? The well, now, big salaries. I, I, I will I will beg to differ because guys are making great money over in AEW. But here's my thing. People, like, say it all you want. Have they done it yet? No. But the contracts work the same there that they work anywhere. Those contracts can be torn up next month. And I don't think he will preface, but I'm saying if Tony Khan decided to he could just release wrestlers. There's nothing. And that says a lot about him that I think that he doesn't or hasn't yeah. yet. He left um, the contract run out so far. But listen, it's the business of wrestling is a creative industry, right? We've said that. For, I mean, it's, it's, it, and the problem with creative is it does change. It changes on if they think something's working or if they think something's not working. Um, if somebody, think about it, if somebody gets hurt, what people don't realize is Charlotte leaving to go get married mm-hmm. could have affected every single thing that they thought they were going to do with Sasha and Naomi because yeah. they need Sasha now in the Charlotte spot versus Ronda. See, that's the thing. I, I would think what they were offering would be ele- elevation, and it would elevate the tag. My perception of it is what I see reading the stories I've read. And I have tried to read every single news story about this so I could try to get some kind of grip on it. I just don't know. I just don't know. It's it's a creative, it's a workplace dispute. It's a work. It's, I don't know. I want to see how this works. I want to see how it plays out. Yeah, so you basically, it boils down to this. Like, you know this when you sign. We've said this, right? You know what you're getting into when you sign. Um the options are you can stay or you can leave. There's just ramifications of either one. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'll give you an example, and this, is, and we'll move on. I was working at a retail place. I'm not going to say the place's name. <laughs> um, I was obviously in management at that point, 
And uh, I, my supervisor at the time came up to me and said, hey, we're moving you to this store. I didn't want to work that store. It was completely far away from where I lived. I didn't want to work there. It was a horrible store. And uh, and I was just like, mm, no, it's not, I'm not going to do that. He looked me in the face and said, you don't have a choice. I said, I always have a choice. And he paused and I said, you can tell me that I don't, you're moving me to that store and that's it. Then I can respond and tell you, I'm not going to work here anymore. But I had to learn to live with those ramifications. I wasn't going to get a paycheck after I get a, my, a couple. Of, <laughs> so there are ramifications. So again, and I, so I, my point being, it's not the same, but it's the same. Well, yeah, me and you are real world experienced people. We've worked in retail our entire lives, been managers. You've run a small business now. Uh, it's hard for me to relate to this kind of stuff. So it, I I would see it like you kind of like in the end, I agree with you. I don't want to agree with you on this whole thing because it seems like I'd be crushing the wrestlers. But I think you're right. But I, I don't think I am. That's the thing. I, I'm not trying to because I understand it. And I'm, I, here's the thing what I try to tell people. In life, there are moments where I can be sympathetic. I can look at somebody and you know appreciate the situation mm-hmm. and, and the stance that they have, but still not think. Okay, but that's still not the right way to do it. Okay. So, okay. and that's kind of it. So, I'm not crapping on the wrestlers involved here. It's just, I didn't think, you know, walking out on, you know, and here's the thing. Then again, Myron, it could all be part of the angle. We're all getting fooled and it wouldn't matter. It's all, it doesn't matter anything. So, and we started that whole conversation with the preface that it wasn't. And I'm going to put a bow on it by saying it could be. So, yeah. keep that in mind. Uh, but we also learned on Raw, Myron. Uh-huh. One Cody Rhodes is going to essentially, we don't know whether it's going to main event, but at this point, all signs point that he is going to main event Hell in a Cell versus Seth Rollins. And, you know, I, I texted you when it was happening. I was going to, I'm like, between his entrance, you know, he's, he's front and center on the Hell in a Cell poster. I believe they will main event Hell in a Cell, by the way. Um, all this kind of coming together because I think Roman's off. He's not even working Hell in a Cell, from yeah. my understanding. Cody Rhodes is being treated like he is a A level star. Like, is he Roman? I don't think they think any other than Brock. I don't think they believe anybody is at the Roman level. No, I see. I hear they're selling temporary neck tattoos. Um, I I can't get one. I, I don't have. A neck. Are they really? <laughs> Because if they you're are, you're getting a neck. The more the more weight you lose, you're getting a neck. But me, yeah, maybe eh, we'll have to see. <laughs> um, but you know, listen, they're doing things too. Like Cody Rhodes is going to be out. Like that match is going to start at ten o'clock. By the way, a couple weeks ago, this this is how level this is how high level this was. A couple weeks ago on Raw, they announced Cody Rhodes was going his match was going to be like at ten o'clock. Stuff. It was like the first time in forever. The third hour was the highest rated uh, hour of the uh, of the three. Are they doing? Are they doing something smart here? They're putting uh, all their eggs. Well, not all their eggs, but they're putting a lot of eggs in the Cody Rhodes basket, and listen, they seem to think it's an investment. WWE is in the Cody Rhodes business right now, um, because even putting he, he, people underestimate the fact that I say pairing him with Seth Rollins right out of the gate 
is also a testament of how what they believe in him because yeah. they feel Seth Rollins is an A-level talent. So they're going to put you directly with A-level talent. Yeah. They didn't make him go up and wrestle uh, jobbers. He they wasn't did. wrestling a lie or Ezekiel or whatever. Ezekiel he wasn't or, wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Straight up in the main program, one of the main stars. Now, are, is this to be like, <laughs> we'll show you what you can do if you come work for us, not AEW. Or we'll show up, we'll show you how to use a guy correctly. Could that be it? We'll show you AEW people how to use a guy correctly. Well, I think it's two things. I think one, I think Vince appreciates the fact that Cody bet on himself, left, made himself a star, did everything that he, you know, thought he could do, and he came back and he him coming back. I think Vince can appreciate that. I, I really do. Um, that he that he basically proved himself to Vince. But now Vince going, we're going to take the foundation you laid and we're going to even push it even harder. So I do believe that Vince believes in Cody Rhodes. There might be some magic on this one. I do also believe there is something to the fact of AEW guys, look over here at what we can do with this guy when he came back. You know, because here's the thing. I, I, let, hey, if you disagree, let me know. I This is my take. If they can, in turn, pull guys back over to the – because here's my thing. If you loved Cody in AEW, when he comes back to WWE, that potential fan base is probably going to follow. Okay, so we're going to get some of the supermarkets are going to get a positive attitude about WWE because they're – at least you Cody. You're a guy, right? I mean, if my, Mo- I don't think Moxley's ever going back. I keep hearing his name. It's like, oh, he's the next nah. one to go back. And no, I don't think so. If oh, MJ- I think I know who's going next. It, it very well could be the other person, and we're going to discuss that next. But um, you know, if if what are your thoughts? I mean, we always say like tappedoutpod at gmail dot com on how they're using Cody in WWE. Uh, it's you know, I honestly just absolutely. Would love to know what people think because I think they're doing a brilliant job with Cody right now. So, mm-hmm. but speaking of brilliant moves, if you're into you know trying to get yourself right, and we all know my my struggles and my thing that I'm doing, you know everything that I'm trying right now to get you know to take care of myself better, check out you know the product Athletic Greens and what they have to say over there. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I I wanted more energy and I wanted to see what was all the hype about. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, even aging. I personally use it because when I started this keto fasting diet I'm on, I was worried about the energy I was going to have. Not now. It supports better sleep quality, recovery, mental clarity, even alertness. By the way, it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements that's in this thing. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and even recommended by professional athletes. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient and daily nutrition. It's one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. 
No need for a million different pills and supplements that you're looking to look out for your health. So to make it easy for you, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit their website at athleticgreens.com backslash emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. That's right, man. Uh, but let's keep it rolling, brother. Uh, Speaking about green. green, Lots of green, that's for sure. There's going to come a day that this guy's going to get all the money that he, you know, deserves. But the problem is right now, I don't think he kind of feels like he's getting what he's, he deserves. He's getting. Okay, so you got a guy working on uh, AEW that NBC and Fox have expressed interest in WWE trying to get. Who's going to be a free agent in 2024? What do you do? Listen, the more stuff that comes out about him, it's a it's it's a very complicated thing and I think a lot of this goes back to what we, you know, we're talking about earlier. Um listen, MJF, and I kind of understand this, I really do, he feels like he's dramatically underpaid. Because, because he, and I think it's this way, so I'm going to give you an analogy as I go along. Uh, he, All of the people they've brought in that are probably making, you know, multiple times of what he's making. Oh, yeah. And I think here's the thought process. Uh, my analogy is, hey, you're the star quarterback. You're on your rookie contract. But yet they go out of their way and they bring in a wide receiver and they pay him, you know, a lot more than you just because we've got you on your rookie deal. Yeah. So for four years we can uh, – listen, and it – and in, you know, in, in, in pro football, it happens all the time where, con, you know, quarterbacks are like, hey, I want to renegotiate my deal or running backs or receivers, whatever, because they feel like, hey, I'm dramatically underpaid based on my performance. Uh but here we are with a scenario very much similar, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, what does Jim Ross always say? It's cash creative. Naomi, Sasha, clearly it's creative. MJF, it's clearly cash. Yeah. Um, I identify with this. Yes. I can get this. I am used to professional athletes wanting more money. If their team is winning, you get more money. MJF is typically in the top discussion points for AEW. If you're going to talk about AEW, he's always doing something. Okay? He's always factoring in a big rivalry. He's drawing attention. He's he's killed social media. He does everything the way a professional athlete should. But he was a startup guy. Okay. He was he started with the company when they were just a little, you know, day one. Day one guy. And then they brought in Moxley. And then they brought in Tom. And then they brought in Danielson. And I guarantee he's not getting anything like they get. No. And who's draw who who is drawing ratings? Who is drawing eyes more than Punk? Do you, do you think anybody out there is doing a better job than Punk with that company? Uh, you mean MJF? 
MJF, sorry, God. You know, um, yeah, so I, I don't. And, it, you know, it kind of the funny thing is, is he wants the money now. Tony Khan wants him to sign an and it's all hearsay, right? Who, yeah, that's okay. rumor and innuendo. Is Tony Khan wants an extension if he gives him more money, which, by the way, I don't disagree with. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I, I, got, I got to say that. Yes. Uh, I understand Tony Khan saying, like, if, if I'm going to go ahead and pay you now, yeah, we're going past 2024. I want, go ahead and give me a new, like a, basically like in the NFL when it happens, they typically tear up the contract. They sign a new four-year deal and they extend it out and they give them more money over those four years. Um, the thing I don't understand is because I'm using the NFL analogy here is that there's rumors of, I, I don't know that I can buy this. You know, I've read that like rumors of backstage resentment about him wanting more money, like in the, like, especially in football, it, most players usually are pro player getting their money because they know that means I'm, it's going to help me get mine when it's time. Like. Yeah. resenting it doesn't really make sense to me because then it's kind of like, now, does it set a bad precedent that doesn't happen in wrestling right now, it seems? Yeah, probably. Like, to sit there and tear up his contract and we work a new one, do we end up setting a precedent where wrestlers are going to go like, I'm clearly a draw, I'm clearly, you know, selling merch, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I want to get paid now, tear up this contract, or I'm just going to walk. There's a difference between, in my opinion, the two situations where I see it. MJF is still showing up to work every week and crushing it, by the way. Even if he is unhappy with his money and he wants more money, he's still showing up for work every week. Well, that's the if this is if this if the Sasha thing is not a work, that's the kind of guy Vince would want to hire. That makes him more, in my opinion, makes him more desirable to Vince. That he's going to work and 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 get his stuff done, even though he's not happy about his money. Uh, Tony Khan, I don't think can afford to lose MJF. No, I think uh, MJF leaving. And if look, if you disagree, tappedoutpod at gmail dot com. Do the, the statement. I think Tony Khan losing MJF is even a bigger blow than losing Cody. And the reason I say that, it'll be the first homegrown guy, quote unquote. And I know he was he was he yeah. had a name before he got there. But being on AEW put him in front of a national audience. Mm-hmm. Losing that guy sets a bad precedent where you can come here, you can make a name and you're going to lose you. You're going to get you're going to So my question with that point with some people would argue, do I Go to AEW, or if I have an offer for both, why don't I just say fuck it and go to the WWE now and get my money while I can? Because I'm, you know, that's where the money's at. I don't know. Uh, oh, well, we 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 got another topic on the same line. Uh, we're going to talk about return on investment now. Yeah, because it, it is about money, and it, and that's maybe that's why he. You know, I, I I MJF is a huge return on investment at this point. But the conversation all stemmed from a, you know, a lot of back and forth between CM Punk and Eric Bischoff, uh, and it's been going on for a little while. Uh, and you know, I'm a, obviously I'm a regular listener of uh, Bischoff's podcast, and so little things said on the podcast, and then you know, CM Punk making comments on social media. They've been sniping at each other. Uh, yeah, they go back and forth, um, and it really so. And and it was funny. I actually listened to. 
this week's Bischoff podcast, literally the morning we're recording today, um, I was a day behind. I I was running around, so I listened to it this morning. And I think sometimes that everybody thinks that everybody is like hypercritical and hyper, you know, and, uh, but Bischoff brought up the, the original thing Punk said that, that kind of tweaked him a little bit was the whole comment about, you know, uh, Adam Cole, Daniel Bryant, Brian Danielson, and, uh, you know, CM Punk coming to AEW was basically, you know, bigger than the whole like Hogan, uh, Hogan Hall Nash thing to WCW. Of course, Bischoff took offense to that. By the way, okay, it's, it's ludicrous. I think it, I don't agree with it. Um, I understand why he said it uh, because it was, you know, it's a hot thing to put out there. I think, and I, he's, you know, behind the company. Go, go, you know, hoorah! Um, do I agree with it? No, I do not. It would take seven weeks of dynamite numbers to equal the number of people that watch one of those episodes <laughs> where the NWO was formed, Nick. Almost two months when you think about it. Listen, and I, and I, you know, it's all relative because the viewing habits have changed. And I, you know, we've had all of that conversation as well. But, you know, it was funny because when Bischoff says things and then Punk made some comment about basically like ego driven podcasts about like people that are no longer in the business and stuff, blah, blah, blah. Clearly, you know, Bischoff took it as like it was a shot at him. Bischoff pointed out he loves to counterpunch. Like, he loves the, you know, like, hey, now we're, you know, now we're going, you know, <laughs> kind of woke him up. And then, of course, he basically quote tweeted Punk's original comment about, you know, how big the, the three of them coming over meant. And basically, he retweeted it with, how's that working out? You know, how's that working out now? <laughs> um, here's the problem. He's not wrong. There was the bump when he came. Yes. When they all came, by the way, there was a bump. And then the, the ratings peter off and they go back to where they are. Um, you know, when it comes to return of investment, now we're going to talk a little money and numbers and things like that. So this is, you know, my favorite part of the show, right? So when it comes to the, you know, like we, A, it's, it's, they're a privately held company. So we don't know what Punk's contract is. So that's kind of hard to argue. Mm-hmm. Um, my argument is it's probably not a cheap contract because you know what my take on Punk has always been. It was going to take a boatload of money to get him back. I don't think it had to do with passion for wrestling or anything like that. No, uh-huh. It took a boatload of money to get him back. End of discussion. And what's he done? Listen, I, this isn't a creative thing. That's the whole thing. I this whole okay, conversation you're straight to money. Okay, absolutely, because it was a it was return of investment. If you come at me with a creative idea, I'm trashing it because it doesn't matter. We're only talking like return of investment, and that's a money thing. Okay. Conrad argued T-shirt sales. Now, this is the part where I I don't know, and if somebody could tell me, I would love to know. I'm sure he's got a different deal than us. Um, no, no, no. What I mean is, like, I know people have made millions. Conrad and Bischoff pointed out they know personally athletes who've made millions, and I'm sure it's probably Young Bucks and Cody and all them when they first came, you know, and Kenny when they all came out to the elite stuff. My point was, when we were talking about pro wrestling tees, I thought originally when a lot of those deals were signed, I was under the impression 
the wrestler got the money for the shirt sales, for merch sales. Now, if I'm incorrect in that, feel free to correct me. I, I'm okay with that. Because my argument to that is simple. If CM Punk is getting the money for his t-shirt sales, most or slash all. I see a lot of those shirts. It's fucking nothing for AEW then. That's not a return of investment for AEW. That's a return of investment of his time for CM Punk. And it's helping pro wrestling tees because they've shut down their retail. They just print shirts now. They right. don't have a store. Right. But you see what my point is because everybody's like, if, if, if the t-shirts think, oh, he sells a lot of shirts. But if Punk's making the money and not AEW, he's not doing anything in the, to give AEW a return of investment. So that's the, there's part one. The second part, Ashley Myron, has he done anything to help their pay-per-view buys? Other than the original, I don't think so. They're still doing probably about the same they've always been doing. Yeah, yeah. From my knowledge, yeah. they're, they're about the same. So, and, go ahead. And ratings are about the same too, right? They, listen, when they were doing like the 7, 8, whatever, when they were up against NXT, now you're 8, 9. I mean... So you were telling me the three big gets that were Hall, Nash, you know, Hogan level, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, and CM Punk were worth about 100,000, maybe 150,000 viewers. That's not that level. Um, we don't know about ad sales because Turner does the say ad sales. They, um, because... They're on a rights deal, so Turner pays them, and then Turner sells all of the ads. So that's no return of investment for AEW. But we don't know if CM Punk being there helped ad rates because we don't know if ad sales boosted since he came, yeah. and if they had, are they attributed to him? So when we the one number that we can all hang, only number we can really hang our hat on is ratings. And ratings don't lie, right, Myron? Wink, wink. Um, mm -hmm. We know what we think about ratings. Look, it's horseshit half the time. So, um, and like, well, it's the only metric we have. Correct. In, a, in this argument, business. in this argument, correct. So, look, I, I have to throw the disclaimer. I should have thrown this at the beginning, but I'm going to throw it at the end. We all know what my take on CM Punk is. I, and I feel the same way. Yeah, I think he's overrated. I don't think it doesn't mean he's not good, by the way. And I think he's very good. I just think he's overrated. And I think that length of time he was gone grew the mystique and grew the, you know, the legacy, whatever you want to call it. Um, that, but since he's come back, you know, has he contributed to the company, Myron? Yes or no? Probably to a little bit of the quality. I think he's probably given him a, 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 a an older hand, but if you look at it, which one's Hogan, which one's Hall, and which one's Nash? Because I would think Brian was Hogan. I was. Un I remember we had a conversation last week where I was. Un I've been underwhelmed with the Blackpool Combat Club and Brian. You know, since that whole thing's formed. Whether I'm not saying I don't enjoy it, but I've been underwhelmed compared to what I thought a you know a Brian Danielson run by himself would be. Yeah. So the point of the whole punk thing is. Is Bischoff wrong? 
I think maybe there might be some exaggeration to it, but I don't. Is he the biggest flop ever? Probably not. There's oh, probably there looks and there are guys in WWE. There's guys in WCW back in the day that I could sit there and go like, you paid that guy a shit ton of money and he was a complete bust. Probably so. So there's probably worse return of investments. Is it disappointing? I I think that when they th- I believe when Punk was signed, Daniel Bryan Brian Danielson. All the above, I b- honestly believe they thought even just those guys, they would get over that million hump and they would stay there. And it just hasn't happened. Yeah. So to, to say is it disappointing, I would think that answer would have to be yes. But it's a calculated risk. It's a calculated bet. Just like when you head over to our friends over at Prize Picks, Myron, get yes. your bets in, do it smartly, do it safely, but do it. <laughs> You still working on this? It's two minutes to kick off. Who do I pick? Two words, prize picks. It's so easy. Prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. It's just you against the number. Simply pick the over-under on two or more players, and that's it. You can win up to 10 times your money in just one day. Join over 150,000 people who found a better way to play. Download the prize picks app today and get your first deposit match up to $100. That's How'd right, you look man. Been running? Do what? How's your look been, Nick? You've been, been running good. good. I'm a draw. Let's put it that way. I'm withdrawing. That's all that matters. <laughs> I always tell everybody, always pay yourself when you're done. Don't leave it in there, man. You know, absolutely when you're winning, get your money, slide it out. Um, it's a couple. I've actually been talking to another company that does a very similar. We might actually have something down the road with them as well. But check out our Ooh. friends over at Prize Picks. Use that promo code in the show notes and uh, get that hundred dollar match uh, as well, man. Uh Speaking of matches, Myron. Oh, Lord. This is the one everybody's been a buzz about, whether it should or shouldn't oh, even Lord. happen. That's right. StarCast, Jim Crockett Promotions presents Ric Flair's last match. He got a Rolex on one wrist and an Apple Watch on the other. And a WWE Hall of Fame ring. Yeah. Folks, I've been following this whole Christopher Cruz situation. Christopher Cruz, former WCW announcer, has launched a campaign to stop this from happening. Uh, basically of the understanding that Flair is going to kill himself and he should not be with his mental state and health poor health. He should not be allowed to do this. Uh, I'm trying to reason it out. Um, it's a match at Starcast. Would feature him and the Revival, FDR, versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and the Rock and Roll Express. Now, I know the Rock and Roll Express can go. They still wrestled their match. It's slower, but they're still as proficient. Yeah. They're they're not sloppy. Uh, FTR is top-end tag team talent. Okay? One of the best tag teams ever, in my opinion. Uh, Ricky, I'm sure Ricky's taking good care of himself. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, Flair looks like hell. Um, and if you followed him on social media since he uh, parted with his uh, wife, girlfriend, whatever Wendy Barlow was, mm-hmm. I don't know the exact. Uh, total they were married. They that. were married. Uh, he claims they worked. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Fake so, weddings. I mean, it is wrestling. Yeah. Uh, 
it's wrestling. Why would we? Why would we care? Okay. Why do we care? Uh, Tennessee doesn't have an athletic commission that will stop it. They have one, but it's not going to interfere. Um, you think maybe that's why the match is happening there? Oh God, yes. Um, we look because you know a lot of states have different rules. Some states you have to have a wrestling license, and to get the wrestling license, you have to have a physical. Okay, Flair is a pacemaker, and probably a blood alcohol content that never drops. Okay. <laughs> He's probably drunk when he wakes up in the morning. Um, I, I've been, like I said, I support what Cruz is doing. Um, am I going to join him in the letter writing campaign to the governor of Tennessee to stop this? I haven't decided. Uh, but here's the question, man. And, and it's funny because obviously the last few years, Rick's health has been, you know, not good. Let's go with that. <laughs> Literally, they joke about he was he he died, and they brought him back. Um, you know, should he wrestle? Should it even be allowed to happen? I, I don't know. Um, the problem is, is like we don't. I don't know his medical condition right now. Like, ha, has he bounced back to the point that a doctor's like, okay, go ahead? I mean, if a doctor's telling him that he can, and that you know. Doctors these days are are not what doctors that were 10, 15 years ago. But that's not the point. You can give any doctor enough money to, uh, to pay for it. Yeah, but I don't think Ric Flair's paying the doctor to allow tell him to allow I think they're, you know, whatever. Well, Conrad's but, behind this. Conrad's got all the money in the world. It's one of Conrad's productions. Does he stand to inherit anything if his father-in-law dies in the ring? I don't think Ric Flair has anything probably no. at this point. That's the problem. Um, like I, I get, you know, but then there's just a part of me that I'm like, listen, I'm Mister, I'm a big fan of personal accountability. Who am I to stand in the way of, you know, there's, there's certain conversation without getting political where I tell people, you start getting involved in people and you know preventing people from doing things, you start setting a precedent for other areas as well. Fair. Uh, so just keep that, you know, and so my argument would be, look, are they being smart enough just to make sure it's a six man, right? It's a six man. Yes. Can we and do And that could work. He could never get in the ring. He could get in. He could do some chops. You know, he could be a hot tag, chop, 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 you know, a figure four, try to do some basic things, you know, that doesn't get super dangerous. Uh, you know, listen, if the opponents are Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and FTR, are they well, going to be FTR is on his team. The opponents are Rock oh, and right. Roll. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. I said that wrong. Rock and Roll Express. Yes. Now, I don't know about all that. They might go a little crazy. But, um, you know, Ricky <laughs> might. Destroyer. Ricky's, yeah, might get ready to do some crazy shit, right? I just think in the end, I think, that, you know, if they're as safe as possible and doctors have cleared him, who the hell am I to get in the way? And who am I to argue? I'm like, at that point, that's that's not for me to stop at this well, point. Well, wrestling's a spectacle. Yeah. Okay? We love wrestling because it's a spectacle. We get excited for mania because it's the greatest spectacle of them all. And this is a spectacle. It's not a spectacle because it's good. Yeah. But it's still a spectacle, and <laughs> I'll probably watch it. It's not a five-star Tokyo Dome match or anything no, like that. So it's that's, a kind you know. Of, 
It's spectacle. Maybe I'll go. Right. I'm two-faced. Yeah. I, I had to say it. When it comes to wrestling, I can't have a solid viewpoint because yeah. I am very hypocritical. Right. Not a, Yeah, absolutely right. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but, we, you know, I wanted to talk about things that people aren't watching because you're talking about watching this. Are enough people freaking watching Impact Wrestling right now? No. No, not at all. Yeah, one of the questions that, you know, I sit here today, and I was like, we were discussing this, and I, you know, by the way, shout out to our friend Ryan Bowman over at Sportskedia. He wrote an article, and I, and it's kind of what triggered me into going, like, he's absolutely right, man. Yeah. Why isn't Impact Wrestling getting the credit it deserves right now? I have no damn idea, because I love it. I've watched their pay-per-views. I've watched their shows. I, I subscribe to their YouTube channel, and I'm a member, so I get their content on YouTube. Like they're 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 mini, they're not miniature pay per views, but the the smaller monthly pay per views, and then the show full shows after they run, and I love it. I I they've got the best women's division in wrestling in my opinion, by far. Deanna Praza, Jordan Grace, phenomenal. They've got the best to me. Josh Alexander is one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen. He is phenomenally good. The storylines are interesting. The announcers are good. Management's good. But it only draws, what, 100,000 views? Uh, yeah, on good weeks. views? On a good week, yeah. Yeah. Why? It, they, it's really unfortunate. You know, they, they've produced a lot of good talents that have come through there. Oh, yeah. Uh, the matches are really solid. Some of the stories are good. I mean... You know, I don't, I think Impact's days of ever being a player like AEW, you know, God forbid, don't even mention them in the same breath as WWE. But as far as like, I, I think what they're really good at is they do get talents. They book really good angles. They book really good matches. The wrestlers go out there, work a great style. But then they're smart enough to know what their deficiencies are. Um, and but at the same time, knowing they 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 know their limitations to the point that they'll go out and they'll work with New Japan, they'll work with Triple yes. A, they'll work with all these people and bringing them in it's, to to fill a roster that's probably not as well, probably not. It's not as deep as everybody else's. Yeah, and they tape, so you can come in, tape your shows, and then go out on the indie circuit. And work the super indies and work for everybody else. Show up on AEW. Show up, show up all over the country. Uh, it seems to be one of the best places to work if you're not going to be on national television every week. Work on the NWA shows. I like it. I'm I enjoy this show. I enjoy the talent on the show. Um it it, it does feel a little gritty. It feels to me more like wrestling than the WWE is, as I said, is a scripted live television show. Impact feels like I'm going to the wrestling events I enjoy, the older stuff, the live indie shows we go to. It just feels right to me. And I feel more real. It feels real. It feels, and that's what we're trying to do. It's good to suspend disbelief, but when it's easier to suspend disbelief, it's more enjoyable. Yeah. yeah, that's what I get from it. Yeah, I, I you know, 
And it's funny because, you know, we, we talk about the people are like, oh, well, they only have X amount of people watching it on Access TV. Things like, Look, I get it. It's on a channel that not a lot of people have. But it's on YouTube. Like, you can yeah. watch it on YouTube. Uh, you know, and, you know, it's not the only thing you can watch on YouTube, man. You can watch no. us on YouTube. Yes. Obviously, I, if you're watching us, that's where you're watching us at YouTube. Uh, but go on over, you know, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, like we've said before, subscribe. Turn your notifications on, share it, join. Yes, right, join. You can become a member. By the way, just like you can for Impact Wrestling, you can join and get some extras there. Get the perks all on there on the Tapped Out Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. Uh, but, of course, if, look, if you're also an audio listener, make sure you're subscribing to one of the, pla- the podcast platforms, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, anywhere and everywhere. We greatly appreciate it. But as we wanted again, again to remind everybody, we are making that move from Patreon to all of our memberships are going to be on YouTube. So make sure you're jumping over there, signing up. And like I said, there's four tiers. You can sign up all of the tiers or, you know, explained out what the differences are uh, that you get and stuff like that. So join in, man, and get signed up. Yeah, I think the only place we're not going to be is Patreon and AM radio. I'm working on it. We'll I'll find a local station who will air us or something like that. Yeah, you know, you never know, man. You never know. I'm always trying to put something together. So, but uh, that's everything I've got this week, man. You know, we always try to keep it under that hour, so we're right there yes, at that sir. window. Uh, you got anything else before we get out I of here, man? I don't have anything else. What's the old saying, brother? If I've got nothing and you've got nothing, what time is it? It's time to tap out.